Welcome to We Fish ASA, the best start fishing show on the radio or the internet in the entire USA. My name is Steve Surley. My partner is Dave Kranz. We Fish ASA is always pleased to offer you conversation with the most interesting, the most informative, the most entertaining, as well as some of the biggest names in the world of fishing. We Fish ASA is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association, particularly St. Croix, the best rods on earth. Calcutta, makers of a line of products and fits your fishing lifestyle and passion. And Daiwa, they've got your bass covered. Boy, they sure do. Daiwa Reels. We Fish ASA presents a new episode of our one-hour podcast each and every week. It's available 24-7 everywhere you get your podcasts. Don't forget to get the free We Fish ASA app for iPhones at the Play Store. The podcast is always available wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to check out our website, wefishasa.com. We Fish ASA is produced by our executive producer, Mr. Brad Nearman from Berserk Productions down in Lando Lakes, Florida. Hey there, Brad. How you doing? On today's show, we welcome Dan Johnston from St. Croix. Uncle Shane Wilson from Fishing's Future. Going to talk about that great organization. And I'm going to visit one of the hottest sticks around. A great guy, great fisherman. Just think this this guy is tremendous. He is Elton Jones Jr. Look forward to talking to him. But first, here is Mr. Dave Kranz to bring on Dan Johnston. Take it away, Dave. As Steve said, I am Dave Kranz. This is the We Fish ASA podcast. And this segment is brought to you by St. Croix, the best rods on earth. Welcome back, Dan Johnston. Hey, Dave. How are you? I am doing good. You know, sometimes you and I take it for granted that we get to go fishing. We grab our gear. We go. We know what to do. We know where to go. We know what to use for that time of year. But not everybody is that lucky. Some people want to fish but have never had the opportunity. Wouldn't this be a great time early in the spring like this uh, for almost everywhere across the country? And up north, they got snow this week. So that's crazy. Uh for all of us to figure out who we can take fishing over the course of the the next month or the next year. Yeah, it's such. A, I'm so glad we're doing this topic because it's so. Um, it, it's a. It's very comprehensive, and and what I mean by that is I I go back to the days when I was a little little kid, and my dad took me out to our local lake, and we're hanging a night crawler under the boat on a leadhead, and for some reason that's what the bass wanted that day, and I remember catching them. I mean, so the, some of my earliest, earliest memories in my life and didn't really understand what that meant until years later. And it, but what it did, it codified the fact that, you know, there's tremendous value to taking kids. But it's my term comprehensive is is more than that, because look at all the new anglers we got in because of covid yeah. and we have all age groups now that are into fish that want to fish that want to learn how to do it and i really think that it is our responsibility for those of us that have been doing this for a long time not just fishing but being connected with the industry and having contacts and uh to pass pay it forward you know and it's that's why i love this topic it's it's really uh, all encompassing for you know kids to adults to uh people that work 60 hours a week and have no time and with but they want to learn how to do this and the last thing we want is to have them start from scratch like we did and took years and years and years to figure out how to catch one and i think it's really important for the listeners out there too you know pay it forward to people and teach them to be successful because it just uh it's a great gift 
Yeah, and it, it comes back to us uh, in more ways than you think. This week, I'll be out with some high schoolers for trying to quali- qualify them for the state championship at a sectional. And then uh, coming up in June, there's a veterans event that I'm going to be participating in. And it doesn't even have to be an organized big event like that. It can be as much as you, you know, the the neighborhood kids see you working in your boat or in your yard getting some tackle ready loading it into the truck and they ask about it you know encourage that encourage their moms or dads to go with and and say hey who else wants to go let's go down to this pond and it, it can be real simple it can be a a couple hours and sometimes that's enough for the kids you don't want them to get tired of it exactly and it's funny funny story i remember a few years ago, I was sweeping out my garage doing spring cleaning and in the pile of a couple leaves and did the typical garage dust, there were a couple like totally destroyed 2.8 Kitek tails that <laughs> I just happened to sweep up and they went out into my driveway and I thought I'd pick those up and a couple neighbor kids were walking by and they go, hey man, you know, they know I fish and everything. So they, they started talking to me and one kid goes, can I have that? And I go, dude, you don't want that. I said, that thing is, look how it's like, color of motor oil literally and and but it meant he saw that and he's like man that's that looks really cool so i remember spending some time with them and going into my boat and grabbing a two or three of them out of my uh i have them all segmented by sizes and i grabbed i grabbed a few of them out of there and put them in a little ziploc and gave them to him and i i remember i remember quite a quite a while after that um we had multiple conversations about you know first of all he just hooked it with a little crappie aberdeen hook and threw it out there and obviously they didn't bite that way so yeah we started talking about rigging and where to throw it and how to use it but it was one of those things where um sometimes the littlest thing we just take for granted about how bad people want to do this and we've been in this industry for a long time and have been very blessed to be able to fish with people that fish at a very high level and if we can just pay it forward to people it means more to them than than you'll ever know and it's something that's it's really immeasurable um because at some point somebody did, did that for us yeah, absolutely. And and uh, we all have those piles of uh, rods and reels in the corner somewhere that we could put new line on and take care of and, and uh, uh, take keep those around so that when you're taking somebody fishing, we're using some pretty high-priced equipment. Uh, so you don't have to worry about them breaking a guide or a rod or anything because they really can't hurt it. It's something we weren't using anyway. Well, exactly. And, and, you know, whether it's giving them stuff like that or, you know, and and at a bare minimum teaching them how to use it. You know, I I think like anything we do, whether any sport that it is or any any interest that we have, if we can, if, if people are successful in doing it when they start, they're more likely to continue to do it. And fishing, that specifically means catching them. Obviously, we cover safety and hooks and, you know, certain things we talk about that we've learned the hard way over the years but teaching them teaching people taking people at the right time um you know if you just bass fish and that's all you do but the bluegills are on the beds and you're taking somebody that's never fished before maybe take one for the team and do that for a couple hours you can go catch 50 you know and uh, I, I think that a lot of times if you can just ignite that spark within people, and we've seen it over and over again, either on the fly casting side of things over the years or bass fishing or crappie fishing or anything we do, to, you ignite that spark and then years later you talk to them and they've taken it to a level you've never dreamed they would and it's so rewarding.
Yeah, we all got to start somewhere. You said about the jig and the nightcrawler. Absolutely, we don't need to go and teach them a technique that took us years or decades to perfect, but you can take them and hook a bobber and, and a, a red worm or a wax worm or a piece of a nightcrawler, and like you said, also be successful. That is the most important thing. You want them to want to go back again and and catch these fish, whether it's catfish or carp or bluegills or bass, whatever. Um, it, it's fun, and I think we need to... To uh, you know, share that because we we think about going and what we're going to do, and we're planning all these these trips, and whether it's tournaments or for fun, um, and we get excited. So thinking about it, getting somebody into that for the first time, so that for years or decades they can they can do the same thing. That that's a gift that that's really pretty easy for for people like you and I and anybody that goes fishing you if you're starting somebody that's brand new don't feel like you don't have the expertise because uh, you do if you do, if you're going and you're fishing you can you can train somebody else we don't have a listener out there that can't is listening to this episode everybody has the ability to teach somebody that never fishes they wouldn't be listening to this podcast if they didn't fish so right. we know that and and it's also important to understand why why fish are biting a certain way or you know why it's in, why fishing's been so so valuable for us in our lives and you know try to connect with these people we're teaching at more of a core level to make them understand you know deeply why we do it because i would argue there's there's few things we could teach people out there more valuable than fishing because you can do it for the rest of your life you know, it's not something that you retire at 40. Um, you know, it, it's, it's an incredible gift to offer people. I'm really glad we're doing this topic. It's, I know it's one we've done before, and I hope we do it again every year because it's, it's, there's really not a more important one out there for me. No, it is. And then when you think about the basic equipment to get into it, it's not real expensive for something you get to use over and over and over again. Yes, you, you have terminal tackle you have to replace and plastics and you have line that needs to be replaced. But uh, for the most part, once they get the basics, uh, they're, they're set for, you know, at least a year or two, uh, maybe three to five, depending on what they what they buy. And, uh you know, the other thing I'd like to say is when you do teach somebody, and I've done this with the bow hunting uh, and teach people on archery, is teach them to teach the next person also because then we're really doing what we're supposed to do. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's like convincing that little yellow lab to jump off the dock for the first time. And once you get him to do it, you can't get him out of the water for the next 15 years. <laughs> and, and, I, and I think we see that a lot with people we teach to fish. You just get them started to try to catch a few. And the next thing you know, they're going, the parents get mad at you because they're asking to go fishing all the time. And it's neighbor Dan that got him into it, you know, and that that's a good thing, I guess. I'll, I'll take that one if I have to, because it it's just so... It, it's, it's life-changing for people. And I always say the exact same thing about hunting. Teach them the right way. Teach them the core values behind it. Help them be successful. At least get them started. And they take off on their own the vast majority of the time. And that's what we need to do. It's our responsibility. So I'm really glad we're doing the topic. Yeah, and then for nowadays, for these kids, it's pretty easy. They don't have to come and talk to Dan or Dave or whoever took them the first time. They can go on their phone and they can, here's the one good use, I think, about the phone. They can go to a YouTube video and learn about catfish or learn about pike or learn about walleye there is so much information out there an endless amount of it and a lot of it is really good 
Well, it's more information than you and I had when we were younger times 10,000. And that's even all the more reason for us to get people started from an enthusiasm and an interest level because all the resources are there. Um, it's just up to us to get them to, instead of sitting there surfing on their phone playing video games all day, you know what, let's go fishing sometime and catch a few and th think about how many lives you change. And to your point, there's a ripple effect to that person after person. And somebody two generations from now passes something along that you started prior is pretty darn rewarding if you think about that at a, at a high level. Yep, and you'll never know the lives that you changed, and uh, we do change lives by helping people uh, get into the outdoors. It's a gift that we get we get to experience, and it's a gift we get to share. And Dan, always great talking to you. I love the topic also, and uh, look forward to talking to you next week. Yeah, Dave, cool topic. Thanks so much. Talk oh, to you soon. No problem. That was Dan Johnston. I am Dave Kranz. This segment was brought to you by St. Croix, the best rods on earth. The We Fish ASA podcast will be right back. Probably one of the number one questions I get, you know, what line do I use? That's a big debate. For every tour out there, everybody's debating which line. I choose the simple side. My choice of line is Sunline. One of my favorite lines to use is Sunline. How all can you use it? Anywhere you want to. Anywhere there's water and bass, it's good. Walleye, catfish, trout, speckled trout, sharks. There we go. Uh, I don't say this unless I think it's true, but honestly, it's the best in the market. The outdoors is more than just a profession for us here at Big Rock Sports. As avid anglers, hunters, and outdoor enthusiasts, it's our passion. So advocating on behalf of the outdoor sporting goods industry is a top priority for us. Big Rock Sports is proud to serve as the voice and advocate of outdoor sporting goods retailers across the nation. Big Rock Sports works tirelessly to protect our fisheries and anglers' rights. Big Rock Sports, we are here for you. Rule your water. Rule it with a St. Croix rod. Whether you take to the lake, wade the rivers, or cast from shore, St. Croix provides responsive performance, ensuring your success below every surface. With a St. Croix rod in hand, you're a part of a celebrated tradition that has spanned 70 years. Touch, power, and control are right at your fingertips and extend to you the finest fishing experience on the planet. St. Croix, the best rods on earth. Welcome back to the We Fish ASA podcast. I am Dave Kranz, and this segment is brought to you by Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. My next guest certainly has a passion for the outdoors and a passion to get others involved in fishing, including families, mostly families. He is the CEO and founder of Fishing's Future. Welcome back, Shane Wilson. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. It's always a pleasure to be on your on your show and to catch up with you and see what things are doing in the in the wonderful sport of fishing how are you this morning oh doing good and uh i think you're doing a little better than me you're in a warmer climate than uh, northern illinois and uh but but that's okay we're gonna get our turn well dave we really are we're down here on beautiful south padre island which is uh is my home has been my home for the last 28 years it's truly one of the most spectacular places I've ever found to fish, and I've fished in all 49 states. I've never made it to Hawaii yet, but there's just, if you're going to put a fishing organization together, there's no better place, in my opinion, than beautiful South Padre Island, Texas. 
There you go. So how about an update on what you've been doing with Fishing Future uh, uh, for 2023 and what's going to happen the rest of the year? Well, I'm glad you asked, Dave. There's a whole lot of stuff going on. Um, we've just, real quick, we just opened up a new two new chapters, one in California and one in Florida. Uh, we promoted one of our master anglers in Florida to a uh, Florida state director to direct all fishing's future operations in that state. It's a tremendous state to fish in. Uh, I was just over there at Port St. Lucie about a month ago opening this new chapter, and things things are really, really going on. And what those chapters do, Dave, they simply run family educational um, camps. They teach, they take families and they teach them how to fish. There's It's a round robin of about six different skills. It's all in person. It's all geared towards the brand new angler. And I don't care if you fish for 30 years, you will pick something up because these master anglers that are coming to us uh, uh, really have a passion for it and they love to teach. And every every time I go, I learn something different. So that that right off the bat is something very exciting. Excellent. Uh, we, we are doing, we received a grant from RBFF. It's called the Bamos Espescar. And we are doing online beginning skill sessions through Zoom. We do those about every other week. They're basically a 45-minute session with an instructor. Actually, one of the instructors um, was recognized as the number one angling instructor in the nation by Aquatics Resource Education Association. It's an association that a lot of us belong to. But those online skill sessions are all free. They need to go to fishingfuture.org. I go to the events page and they can register again. Uh, there's four or five different skill sessions that they can participate in. Very exciting. Yes. We have a brand, we have a brand new chapter. Or not, not a chapter, but a new link. You know, I started Fishing's Future back in 2007. And I had big aspirations and big dreams. And we're getting closer to fulfilling those dreams. But we've also grown a couple of limbs from that tree. That just is remarkable. Uh, we we picked up a 5,000 gallon portable tank that we do. We do a lot of these online Zoom skill sessions, but a lot of people in the inner cities and in areas where you know they're, they're moving into, they don't know where to fish. And we're focusing right now on the Greater Houston Metroplex. We we have what we call the eye catch tank, and. We'll simply, we'll do a lot of angling skill sessions through Zoom, and then we'll, we'll look at geographic areas where we picked up a lot of zip codes from it. And of course, Houston's got just hundreds of thousands and millions of people, so we get a lot of interest through that. And we take this catch tank, we set it up, and we put a couple hundred pounds of fish in it, be them bluegill or catfish or whatever, and then we bring the people out and allow them to fish. And that's you know, we just did an event last weekend. We had about 1,500 people. Uh, it was It's an incredible event. We're getting ready to do another one for the Driscoll Hospital or Driscoll Medical down um, in deep south Texas. Uh, so that's, you know, that's something that's going on. We're really looking for a, a, a type of a tank sponsor or some, some I mean, we're finding some local help, but we'd like to do this on a much larger scale. It's something that I didn't anticipate when I started Fishing's Future, but there's there's a need for it. And a lot of people will say, you know, you're just, you're fishing in a barrel 
But what you're doing, you're getting people to practice the skills that they've learned. And now they, they take those skills and they, they practice them and they do catch a fish and the excitement that they have and the feeling that they have, it leads to a lot of confidence and they, they tend to go out. So that's, that's four of the five. I've got one really exciting thing, Dave, that I want to cover real quick here. Awesome. I, uh, another branch that we started is dealing with the paraplegics and quadriplegics. And there's, that's a population that's underserved. We, we, we built last year uh, and we launched it on June the 6th is the ICANN. That's a 26-foot tritoon pontoon boat with a special lift on it that actually places an individual, a paraplegic or quadriplegic, into the water so that they can get in the water and play uh, and splash around in the water and then the, the, the lift takes them back out of the water and places them back onto the boat and puts them back in their wheelchair. This is not a lift that takes them from the dock to the boat or the boat to the dock. It's a lift that takes them from the boat and down into the water. Uh, our captain is a paraplegic, and he's been a paraplegic for the last six years, seven years. And we said, what's one thing that you really miss? And he said, I miss getting in the water. Mm-hmm. So we, we acquired a, a lift that does just exactly that. It, it was so, so moving and made such a big social media splash down here in deep south Texas that the city of South Padre Island, again, a legendary fishing location, saw it, got a hold of it, talked to us about it, then wrote a proclamation proclaiming South Padre Island as the special needs sport fishing capital of Texas. And they recognized fishing's future for pushing this agenda uh, during their city council meeting. So that's one thing I'm very, very proud of. We do need some help. I need some, I just found out, and I went through a boater safety class here this past weekend, that there are special life-saving jackets and, and apparatuses for paraplegics and for quadriplegics. And we're, you know, it's something I'm brand new, brand new at. Uh, the, the boat has medical bed tie-downs and wheelchair tie-downs, raised rails, etc. I mean, it's, it's completely designed for that population but I did not realize there was special apparatus for flotation devices, etc. So if any of your listeners out there wants to become involved in that, they can simply go to fishingsfuture.org and look it up and then contact us through there. We're, but that's, I mean, Dave, think about it. This little organization that I started moved a city, a legendary fishing destination, moved them to proclaim themselves as the special needs sport fishing capital of Texas. I just, I don't pat myself on the back very often, Dave, but that's one I'm very, very pleased with. You should be. You should be very proud of that, and I think think that's great. And and on the, on the other thing with the tanks, getting people involved, if you've got the inner city people or people where there's populations and they don't get to go, when you said that, and some people say you're shooting fish in a barrel, I thought immediately of... of uh, of a pilot that uses a simulator, yet he still goes and flies the plane. And if you're fishing and you're getting going through the motions and you can find a pond or a stream and go forward with that, uh, why not? I think it's a great introduction to people that may never get to do it. Well, it's, it's proven to be way more successful. I mean, like I said, I did not anticipate going, um, bringing a new branch onto this tree because we've always focused on the family. 
Uh, but bringing a different branch on where you you have the eye catch tank, and it's it's a family face tank that we we you know they they go through our our skill sessions online and they learn that, and then after we get a, a certain population, and we're just doing this in the Houston Metroplex. Wouldn't it be neat, Dave? Wouldn't it be neat if somebody out there has a grant or something that we can fill out and we can put an eye can um, catch tank and an eye can uh, special needs vessel in their community on one of their lakes or waters i just you know so it's the lord moves in mysterious ways and he's taking this as another branch we're focusing on it it's going it's growing we continue to do family fish camps we're already well into the multi-thousands you know because down here in, in deep south texas we really don't stop we go year round yeah um i, I was noticing some of the corn down here is already it's already past knee high, and some of it had some tassels on it. It's like, wow, coming <laughs> from Indiana, you know, that, that that's not there yet. But we're already deep into the growing season, and the bass fishing season is upon us. The saltwater fishing has been phenomenal. And and I just continue to thank my blessings and working to the biggest thing that I do anymore is trying to keep fishing's future running. It's going real well. Yamaha Rightwaters found out about our ICANN. The boat, our pontoon boat, and they called us, and we we spoke for a while, and lo and behold, I am currently having a brand new Yamaha 175 engine placed on that boat. How great is that? That's that. So, yeah, that's awesome. I, I I think the everything you've done since 207 is. Um, uh, Nothing short of amazing. You've done a great job with it, and uh, always uh, appreciate the update. And anybody that wants to get involved, fishingsfuture.org, you can find out everything you need to know, whether to participate or to donate, and you can get a hold of Shane. And, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll do an update sometime in the future, but I definitely thank you for being on again today. It's a real pleasure, Dave. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your listeners. Hey, uh, let's bring in 359 and 360 shows short. There you go. That sounds great. Thanks, David. I'll see you on the water. Yes, you will. That was Shane Wilson. Fishing's future. I am Dave Kranz, and this segment was brought to you by Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. The We Fish ASA podcast will be right back. The outdoors is more than just a profession for us here at Big Rock Sports. As avid anglers, hunters, and outdoor enthusiasts, it's our passion. So advocating on behalf of the outdoor sporting goods industry is a top priority for us. Big Rock Sports is proud to serve as the voice and advocate of outdoor sporting goods retailers across the nation. Big Rock Sports works tirelessly to protect our fisheries and anglers' rights. Big Rock Sports, we are here for you. Calcutta Outdoors, from bluegill to bluefin, Calcutta Outdoors has the innovative outdoor recreational brands that consumers are looking for. We offer a wide range of trusted products, from fishing rods, combos, and tackle, to coolers, drinkware, outdoor apparel, and marine accessories. Calcutta Outdoors. Bass anglers have heard it all when it comes to manufacturers having the best casting reel. Well, Daiwa can back it up with the Tatula SV, the Tatula SV has three key features that make it the most versatile casting reel on the market today. The SV spool is a lightweight aluminum spool allowing for long control light lure casting. Mag4Z gives you the option to set a precise casting range no matter what lure 
or wind situation. The Daiwa T-Wing system reduces line angle and friction when casting. Distance, control, and finesse like no other reel on the market. Petula, the ultimate finesse long cast system designed by Daiwa. Welcome back to We Fish ASA. I am Steve Surley. We Fish ASA is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association. Please help to ensure the future of fishing by visiting keepamericafishing.org. And you know, if you're an industry professional, please consider joining the American Sport Fishing Association by visiting asafishing.org. I am extremely happy to uh, have our next guest on with us. I, I say I like a lot of guys and I root for a lot of guys and I'm not blowing a bunch of smoke here. This guy is one of my very favorite professional fishermen. I am so excited to have him on the show because I'm excited to help him celebrate his stunning victory in the heavy hitters event of Major League Fishing. Please welcome one of the best in the business, young Elton Jones Jr. Hey, Elton Jones Jr., how you doing, man? I'm doing good, Steve. Man, uh, thank you for that introduction. That was awful kind. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'd have said all those nice things about me, but uh, man, it, I, I really appreciate you having me on the show. Hey, you never said anything bad about me, to my knowledge, and you don't know me any money, <laughs> so I guess I can say all that stuff and, and be that's, be cool about it. That's true. That's right. That that is true. Let, let, let's talk. Let's talk about this. I don't even know where to start. Uh, when, when I just called you to, to line this up, you said you were holding the little man. Tell us about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, so uh, my wife and I, we just had our had our first son, uh, first child. Uh, his name is Jet, and he's uh, almost three weeks old. He'll be three weeks old tomorrow. And, uh, man, it's 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 an amazing, uh, amazing thing watching uh, watching him grow. You know, um, and then watching watching my wife become a mother, and, and it's just, it's just a really really special special time. It is it is truly the most life changing thing um, that I that I've been a part of. I definitely agree with everything you're saying, and I congratulate you and think it's marvelous. And, and you know, we talk about the lives of professional fishermen and how hectic they are, and all of the demands. Well, you won this unbelievable heavy hitters event for major league fishing just this past saturday three days ago from when you and i are taping this and and you didn't wait to pack up your car get a night's sleep (laughs) after a long day on the water what what did you do after they handed you that check and that big trophy man i uh i loaded that boat on the trailer and uh you know, obviously we, we, we shook a bunch of hands and took some photos and, and signed autographs for all the great fans there in Monroe, Louisiana. But uh, I hit the road and I, I, I got those general tires turning as fast as I could legally get them going down the highway and got home to uh, got home to my wife and, and new baby. And uh, it just so worked out. I got home about midnight, which just happened to be one of the times he was due for a feed. So as soon as I got home, it was, it was straight into diaper duty and, and bottle feeding. That is so cool, and definitely one of the reasons that Elton Jones Jr. is one of my absolute favorites. Well, we'll we'll talk about heavy hitters, but I remember we talked to you in the past, and I said, uh, tell me about the 2023 schedule. What do you like on it? What do you fear on it? And I know you said, I'm really looking forward to that uh, Caney Creek 
heavy hitters event. That's definitely in my sights. I guess you yeah. made a good call on that. Did, did that play <laughs> out? You know, it's probably a silly question, but did that play out the way you thought it was going to? Uh, you know, not really. Um, I, I mean, it went way better than I could have ever dreamed. Uh, you know, we've had such a warm year. Uh, when I was looking at this on the schedule last time we spoke, uh, I'm looking at it thinking Candy Creek is going to be a clean water blowout sight fishing event. Um, and that really wasn't the case. I was surprised when we got to Canyon Creek. It was a little bit dirtier um, than when we were there in the previous year. And also, with it, the year's been so warm. Um, the fish were very, very far along, and they're very spread out. Um, Canyon Creek is a phenomenal fishery with a lot of big fish, but they're also, I, I'd argue, some of the most educated and tough-to-catch bass I've ever been around in my entire life. And so with that, um, I did, I was able to get on a little bit of a sight fishing bite, um, caught them really good the first day and, um, really just kind of had to survive the rest of the event. Uh, I went and spent a day of practice on Bussy break, uh, got onto something that I thought was, I, <clears throat> I wouldn't, you know, I wasn't saying, oh yeah, I'm going to win this event, but I, I got onto a, to a bite and I was, I thought it was unique and I felt I felt like I knew what I was looking for and knew how to present my bait properly at these pieces of cover. Um, and so I just wanted to survive in advance, and we did that. Um, you know, the knockout round on Candy Creek, it was so tough. I caught four bass, and that's all I needed to make it into the championship round. Um, <clears throat> and, man, when we, when we got to, uh, to Bussy Break, it was it – was, Maybe the most magical day I've ever spent on a lake. Wow. Out, you know, I've had some really special days at Lake Falcon with my father and um, some really special uh, big fish days. But um, when you add it in at a, a, a caliber of a tournament like that and, and on a body of water like Canyon Creek, I mean, the only thing I can compare it to is some of those days I've had at Falcon back when the water was high. It was, it was phenomenal. How old are you now, Elton Jones Jr.? I'm 31. You're 30? 30, 31. I, 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 just, I just shake my head. I'm listening to 31-year-old guys telling me about back in the day. Oh, man. I, I, I was I, Back in the day to me is when Elton Jones Sr.'s dad was fishing. Boy, oh, <laughs> you, you're just a young whippersnapper to be talking back in the day. I love hearing that. It's fantastic. <laughs> Love it, love it. And, and speaking of that, if if the coolest picture on the internet right now isn't the one with you holding up the heavy hitters trophy, standing next to your dad, and he's holding up his heavy hitters trophy, <laughs> that that is the coolest thing. And to me, that explains what fishing is all about. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool to come full circle. You know, I know he's got. Uh, He's got a he's got a lot of trophies under his belt, um, and then I have a, a Bass Pro, Pro Tour trophy, um, but this is the first trophy that we share, um, and so it's, it kind of just feels like a little bit of just a careers coming full circle, um, you know, and just 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 having something in my resume to match what he's got, where we can both look at our own trophies and be like, well, look at us, you know, um, it's it's really special and. Uh, Man, it's just uh, it's it's really it's it's a dream come true. The timing of it all, God's timing was was so special, and um, to do 
but to do it right after we've we've had a had a baby, and I'm and I'm sure it's special for him. He's his his first grandchild, so he's a new grandpa, and I, I get a huge kick out of calling him grandpa, really rubbing it in. <laughs> oh, but, um, I love it. That is that is so that is so so charming. You know, there haven't been that many heavy hitters tournaments, have there? No, yeah, there's uh, there's there's four belts in the entire world at the moment. Um, there will be more to come, you know, because it's it's an awesome event. But I, I know, right but now, that that just shows you how special this is. You and yeah. him winning them, because uh, if there's four, you you guys, the Jones family has two of the four. That's incredible, right? You know, it's yeah, not yeah. it's not like if it, you both won a Bassmaster Classic or you both won a Red Cross. Heck, there's a bunch of those. Two out of four <laughs> heavy hitters is a big deal to me. Yeah, I just I just hope we can keep this a family tradition. We got to keep it going. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think it's great. Um, talk about heavy hitters for those, uh, and it's a little bit uh, of a problem sometimes keeping the names straight on the mm-hmm. different uh, uh, major league fishing Bass Pro Tour events. I yep. get confused, you know, with stage one, stage yep. two, heavy hitters. What is heavy hitters, and how did you qualify for that? Yeah, so uh, heavy hitters is a specialty event that we fish every year. 30 anglers qualify for it. And so the way it goes, at each stage, we've got seven stages. So if you look back at 2022, the biggest bass you weigh at each stage goes into a running total. So if I catch a seven-pounder at stage one is my biggest, a three-pounder at stage two, an eight-pounder at stage uh, three or four, you know, so on and so forth. And that total um, adds up for the year and basically gives you a seven fish limit. Um, and the top 30 heaviest limits of seven fish advance into, into heavy hitters. And it's, it's really kind of a funny story. I had a, a, a semi-tough year uh, when it comes to big fish last year. And uh and the very final day I competed, it was in the knockout round at Mille Lacs Lake. I caught a four-pound, 15-ounce smallmouth that I caught it on a crankbait. She was barely hooked. And, you know, I didn't think of it at this point. But, you know, th- that, that was my biggest fish of that event by a few ounces. And it actually made me the last person. I was 30th to qualify for heavy hitters after it all shook out. Oh. I, I edged out uh, Roy Hawk by one ounce, a good buddy of mine. And, uh so you, you look at how, how close I came to not even being able to compete in this event. Um, but but we, 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 all you got to do is qualify, and we did it by the, by the hair of our chinny-chin-chin. That's amazing. You, you qualify, number 30, qualify. Number one, after it's all over. That's a, a pretty gosh darn big accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's cool, too. You see, I mean, everybody wants to fish this event. Um, you see guys actually changing their strategies. I do it myself now, you know. Um, if I'm at a place where I've made a cut or, uh, you know, but I don't have those big fish that I need, and, um, you know, say if I'm practicing, I might go hunt a big fish down, uh, you know, spend two or three hours that, that specific day to try to get that heavy hitter's bass. Wow. Um, and so once you once you get to heavy hitters, for those that don't know, it's it's – it's its own bass tournament, um, which we took home the overall, but it's also a big bass tournament. So the first, the first rounds of competition, it's twenty five thousand dollars for big bass. And, that, that, um, on the, that's on the first day. The big bass, 
Doesn't yep. matter where you finish for the day. The big right. baskets handed a check for twenty five thousand at the end of that first day, right. right there, and then then you move on right. to day two. Yeah. So 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 days one and two are actually rolled into one because it's a it's a single round. Right. Right. So that's your twenty five thousand dollars, and you go to the knockout round, which is a single day. There was only uh, sixteen anglers competing. Um, big bass is fifty thousand dollars. Um, and I believe Justin, a prime example of, of how important one bite can be, Justin Lucas caught a, caught a, uh, was it Justin? Yeah. yeah, I think it was Justin Lucas caught an eight pounder. Yes, it was. Um, it was only fish for the day. Um, took home $50,000, you know, and, and while, uh, you know, he, he got eliminated from the event that day. I mean, he just went home grinning ear to ear, you know. Um, <laughs> and then you, you fast forward to the championship round. Um, one bite, biggest bass of the day, a hundred thousand dollars. And I, I took that trophy home last year. Um, but this year Brian thrifted it. And, and yet again, I mean, Caney, uh, Caney and Bussy were, were fishing fairly tough. Uh, he had one bite on Bussy, a nine pound, six ounce bass. Huh. And, um, I mean, oh. you know, you think, oh, I only had one bite all day. He's going to be in a bad mood. I mean, he was, I've never seen him grin so big in my life when, when he came, uh, when he came to the ramp the oh, other day. Oh, that so. is amazing. And, and it's, I, it's I'm happy for Justin Lucas, another of another of my favorites, and, and I'm glad <laughs> you said it. I got it right because uh, him and I have this thing where I had him, the first time I ever spoke to him and had him on, I did the whole mm -hmm. interview uh, calling him Justin Atkins. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and, and after the interview, it was I stopped and I go, what the hell is it? I said, I'm, I'm calling you Justin Atkins. He goes, yeah, I know. I said, why don't you say something? He says, man, it's your show. You can call me whatever the hell you want. <laughs> and I said, uh, it's fine, but we're going to have to do this over again. And uh, he has given me grief every time I bump into him ever since. So, excellent. Just, uh, Justin, congratulations. I'll, I'll have to give him a hard time. I might start calling him Atkins, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Without, without a doubt. I had a bunch of people calling him that at... Uh, at the Red Crest, and I think he was getting a little irritated with me, but he, he's, a, he's a good guy, but that just, I want to talk more about that Brian Thrift thing, but I need to take a break, uh, let our sponsors have a word. We'll come back, we'll talk to you about your sponsors, a number of other things. This is We Fish ASA. I am Steve Sarley, and I am on with a guy who may be one of the, no, 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 he may be the hottest stick on the water right now. He's a new daddy, he's holding his baby while he's talking to us. He is Elton Jones. Junior, we will be right back. You know, when I look at the tournaments I've won, probably four or five of the boats that I've won have been on a tube. But I completely gotten away from flipping a tube because nobody, nobody made one soft enough. Big Bite has come with this new tour series of baits. The thing that's probably the most unique is when you look at that bait, the salt just rolls out of it. And to me, that is the reason a fish bites a tube and hangs on to it. This isn't one of those, let's go out and catch some smallmouth tube. This is a let's get it done tube. Bass anglers have heard it all when it comes to manufacturers having the best casting reel. Well, Daiwa can back it up with the Tatula SV. The Tatula SV has three key features that make it the most versatile casting reel on the market today. The SV spool is a lightweight aluminum spool allowing for long control light lure casting. MAG4Z gives you the option to set a precise casting range no matter what lure or wind situation. The Daiwa T-Wing system reduces line angle and friction when casting. 
distance, control, and finesse like no other reel on the market. Petula, the ultimate finesse long cast system designed by Daiwa. The St. Croix story has evolved over 70 years. With gritty determination, St. Croix built the most advanced fishing rod facility in the world. And with it, a world-class brand that has earned the respect and admiration of anglers around the planet. We will continue to challenge ourselves, our employees, and our partners to be the best every day. We're proud to celebrate 70 years of passion and commitment to making the best rods on earth. St. Croix. Welcome back to We Fish ASA. I'm Steve Sarley with Mr. Alton Jones Jr. Hey, Alton, glad to have you back. You mentioned Brian Thrift uh, catching that big fish uh, in yep. a, uh, on a on a otherwise uh, below average day for a Brian Thrift. You finished second to him in the Red Crest this year. I did, um, I did. I, I, and I, Brian, I, for all I know, Brian's a really nice guy. I like him a lot, get along well. It seems like oh, yeah. he gets so well with the anglers. Yeah. Are, are you a little irritated with him, number one, for beating you out, and number <laughs> two, for what the heck he did in this uh, in this Major League Fishing uh, uh, Bass Pro Tour event called Heavy Hitters uh, down at Bussy <laughs> Break in Candy Creek in Louisiana. He did not win. He finished seventh. You whooped him good after he beat you at the Red Crest. But lo and behold, that sneaky guy won more than you did because of that fish he yeah. caught. You won $100,000 in the big trophy. He won $118,000 and didn't get a trophy. I think he'd rather have the check than the trophy right now, to be honest. Well, he got he did he got his own. Tro There's a big bass trophy. I'm actually sitting here looking at one from two of them from last year because I caught. But uh, you know, I can't be upset at him. I mean, he's one of the best anglers in the world and one of the hottest anglers in the world. Um, and uh, I, you know, he caught a nine pound six ounce bass. I had the next heaviest one at a seven ten. But at a place like Busty Break, I knew a seven ten wasn't going to hold up. So, um, you know, I. I I think when you win big bass, I can't speak for him, but how I felt last year, I finished fifth in one big bass. I felt like I had just robbed a bank. Yeah. Because you know, while I took home the tournament, I was taking home one hundred and sixty-five thousand um, dollars. So it's uh, it was a it's it's a really really cool deal. That, but that's what's so cool about heavy hitters. There's there's multiple ways to win large amounts of cash, and uh, you know the opportunity that. General Tire and Major League Fishing have given us with this tournament. It's it's a really really cool event. I don't know where else they could hold a tournament like Heavy Hitters that could have the kind of fish that are caught on a weekend like that on a consistent basis and be okay with it because you know it's heavy hitters. We got to have big yeah. numbers. Got to have big fish in this thing. And, and, and I figure that they, they're in about the best place in the world right now with that bussy break candy creek thing in Louisiana. Uh, otherwise, yeah. I'll have to take it home and, and have one in Texas. It'd be the only other place I can think of them having something like this. Yeah, there's 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 a few places you can hold an event like this, but there's not many. And I tell you what, there's nowhere like Bussy Break. I've I've fished uh, I fished all over the world, and and the only thing I can remember is. Uh, you know, Busty Break kind of felt like home to me, flipping those deeper willows and that really heavy cover with big line and dirty water. Um, I cut my teeth kind of fishing on Lake Falcon with my father, and so it's just a real familiar feeling there. Um, 
And so uh, I hope we go back to Bussy Break again next year. <laughs> I, I don't I don't doubt that, and I would not think that you would be opposed to that in any way at all. Uh, I, I had mentioned Texas, and you've mentioned Falcon. Everybody is talking about uh, Lake Fork's resurgent. Lake Fork is definitely a uh, a double-digit bass location, if that was what you were in the mood to be looking for. And, of course, mm-hmm. the one everybody's talking about is that O.H. Ivy. And, yep. and I don't think there's been a major tournament on that. I don't know if it can support it. I don't know if... They just don't want to do that there, but uh, everybody's talking about that. But Falcon is still more than likely the third best lake in Texas. So being the third best lake in the best state is pretty darn good. Yeah, yeah, it sure is. You know, it just it really is. It's it's while it's an amazing lake, it's it's in a it's in a bit of a rough patch overall. You know, they're the, with the low water they're having on the Rio Grande, so. Um, you know, you, we're going to need some some crazy floods uh, to to really spur it on. You know, if we could if we could get a hurricane in the right place in the mountains in Mexico, it would it would go from being uh, the third best bass lake in Texas to the best bass lake in the world in a in a very very short manner. But um, for now, it's going to have to sit there at third. Excellent, very very good. So I wanted to talk to you about your your sponsors and and for being a young guy, I got to compliment you on your. Uh, uh, ability to deal with sponsors because when the first segment I asked you what you did went to, once the tournament was over, he says, oh, I got in the truck, got those general tires spinning and, and headed home. I said, man, that general tires came out of your mouth so easily. I, I thought that was great. <laughs> well, you know, they, they, they do a lot for, for not only me, but all the anglers in the league um, with their support of major league fishing. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, not to be a hard sell here, but I've run every tire you can imagine, and uh, I, I don't think I'll ever run anything other than GTs on my vehicles from here on out. They're, they really do. They make a phenomenal tire. They're phenomenal people, and, uh, you know, when I look at all my sponsors, um, everybody I partner with um, is, is is who I truly use. They're who I truly respect. They're great people, and, um, you know, their, their products are, are easy to stand behind, and I think that's important as, as anglers. Um, is to be sponsored by people when you're actually using their baits, that you're actually using their rods, you're using their oil like mystic lubricants. And so um, I got to give a huge shout out um, to G crack, my, uh, my lure sponsor, their Japanese soft plastic company. And anybody that watched the show on Bussy break the other day um, saw me catching them on the, the white G crack bill of shad. It's a bait. I helped them design, um, you know, they kind of gave me the base plate for it, but uh, we did a little bit of tweaking, and it's my signature lure, and it's really cool to log into Tackle Warehouse and see um, every white fellow shad in America is out of stock. So um, I want to <laughs> give a huge shout-out to G-Crack and, and also anybody that might have might have gone on and tried to get in get in on some of that action before they sold out. Excellent. G-Crack. I'll, I will definitely remember that, and... Uh... Uh, they are definitely hooked up with a good guy in in that regard. You know the the, the beauty of this stuff and doing interviews. You said I I I don't want to uh, be a I don't know exactly the wording you said, but like I you don't want to be a over promoter on these things. <laughs> the beauty is the best pros can mention their sponsors and it just comes up in conversation natural. 
as opposed mm-hmm. to guys who start all of a sudden they're talking, all of a sudden they start talking about what kind of oil they use in their motor, you know, and I like I just doesn't doesn't fit. But everything you say just flows properly. Uh, you've really got a talent for doing these interviews and bringing your sponsors into it, and I hope they realize that. And I hope the ones that are thinking about bringing bringing Elton Jones Jr. on board are, are, are saying, "Yeah, yeah, we're going to go with this kid. He is good." <laughs> oh man, I appreciate that. That means a lot. You saying that? Well, uh, uh, I, not, it doesn't come. It doesn't come naturally, though. It, it does. It takes a lot of practice. But but like I said, it's 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 a lot easier when when you're uh, backed by companies that you really believe in and they really believe in you. You make it sound natural, and, and that's good. Who was there? Was did you have any company at the weigh-in? Uh, yeah. Uh, what do you mean by company? Any friends, family? Uh, I no, I, no. I imagine your wife stayed home. Well, yeah, I know I know wife your wife stayed home. home. There's no way yeah. she was coming for that. Yeah, my wife was home with with the baby, and uh, my parents had had gone home when my dad got eliminated. Uh, you know, cause they, they too wanted to come see the grandbaby, uh, you know, cause it's all one big support system here. Sure. Uh, so the more people we have here, but, uh, you know, I, I can't, I can't say enough. Well, I didn't have any friends and family immediately at the way in, although my cameraman, um, Tyler Anderson, we're filming a YouTube series all year this year. We're calling it the trimmed up series. And, uh, he's one of my best friends. I mean, we're, we're, we're in each other's weddings and, uh, you know, so to be able to share that on the water with him, he was actually following me in another boat. Um, so he's he's basically family, but that'd be the closest thing I had. Um, but the people of Monroe and that North Louisiana area, they roll out the red carpet. I mean, we we, oh, cool. we go everywhere, but I mean, the hospitality, the food, the people, um, and their excitement for 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 the community and for the tournament is is the best of anywhere I've ever been, hands down, bar none. Um, so while I didn't have any immediate family or friends there, uh, you know, it, it, it felt really homey. Thanks to, thanks to all those people. Excellent. I, you know, I knew your dad was fishing and, and I didn't know if he stayed. I didn't want to say, did your dad stick around and put him on the spot? So you, you, you explained that, explained that very nicely. Cause I'm sure he was just biting his nails, uh, mm-hmm. as this thing transpired, and I tell you, I tell you, so I had the pleasure of attending the Red Crest again this year, and and I went to the press conference where they brought all the winners in, and when when they had you up for your your press conference, your interview, uh, finishing second, I got to look straight forward in front of me. I was sitting in the second row. I'm looking at Elton Jones Jr. in front of me, and if I turn my head to the left, there's uh, Mr. and Mrs. Elton Jones Sr. Yeah. Watching you be declared the second place winner in this, and I know you looked happy, but I, I don't think I've ever seen two prouder people in my life than looking at your mom and dad while that was going on. Well, yeah, man, they're they're uh, they're they're two of my biggest fans. Um, they're a huge support group. You know, my dad's taught me a lot over the years, whether it's with sponsors or bass fishing or just about life. And then um, the way my mom just just carries the whole family. Um, and, and she's just, she's just the, the glue that keeps it all together. Um, and so to, so to have them both there at a lot of these tournaments, it's really special. And, um, you know, I know they're proud of me, but I'm proud of them too. Oh, for sure. And, uh, I, I don't, I don't know them well. I know your dad better, but I, I got to think if, 
if you ever start winning a bunch more of these, I mean, you're you're good now. You got a lot of fans now. You got a lot of press and publicity. But you're a grounded guy. You're a humble guy. You're normal guy. I would think if I just saw you fishing, you'd just be a guy fishing. If you ever <laughs> if you ever went and got cocky or a big head, I think your mom would knock it out of you. Oh yeah, she she break the belt. I may be thirty one, but she break the belt out on me. That's for sure. I, I she she's uh, she's quiet and and, uh, and petite and a nice lady, but I, I've got no doubt that she would straighten you out. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> that is absolutely fantastic. Well, you know, it's another victory. I, I got a funny feeling that's not the last one of the year. What's what's the one you're most looking forward to now that you got heavy hitters out of the way? Man, uh, it's it's hard to say. You know, I've had a lot of success at St. Clair. Uh, my last two trips there have been a second and a fifth. But I, I'd have to I'd have to circle Lake Cayuga. Um, oh. We're going we're going there extremely early. I mean, earlier than any uh, professional level bass tournament has been. Uh, and what's neat about you know with us with the catchway release, um, we're actually there before the tournament bass season starts. You're not allowed to live well fish that early but because of our format um you know we'll be basically competing for virgin fish that should be shallow they should be spawning or at least in in that general uh time frame you know pretty little pre-spawn little post-spawn um and i i expect weights to be um kind of at unheard of levels for for a northern event i, th I think it's going to be something special and i think it's going to fit my style so um fingers crossed that we can uh hopefully hopefully pull out another 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 great finish well thank you for helping we, me with my fantasy fishing picks for that event uh, I, I will <laughs> definitely be circling you for number one on that but hey man congratulations uh on this uh great career you've had so far and, and your future is just sparkling there's so much good that's going to happen for elton jones jr in the future i can't wait to watch it transpire and like you, I can't wait to watch that little Jet Jones grow up and uh, be joined by his future brothers and sisters. you got a lot going for you. Best of luck to you and the family, my friend, and hopefully we'll talk again in the near future. Awesome, Steve. Thank you so much for having me on, and I uh, hope we get to do it again soon. I hope so, too. Elton Jones, Jr., folks. That wraps up this week's edition of the We Fish ASA podcast, the best on fishing show on the radio or the Internet in the entire USA. I'd like to thank today's guests, Dan Johnston, Shane Wilson from Fishing's Future, and Elton Jones Jr., great fisherman, great guy. I'd like to thank our sponsors, St. Croix, the best rods on earth, Calcutta, makers of a line of products that fit your fishing lifestyle and passion, and Daiwa. They've got your bass covered. They do. Daiwa Reels. Remember that We Fish ASA presents a new episode of our one-hour podcast each and every week. It's available 24-7 everywhere you get your podcasts. And don't forget to check out our website, wefishasa.com. You can communicate with us there. So if you like what you hear, please let us know. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about or someone we ought to have on the show, let us know that too. I am Steve Sarley. My partner is Dave Kranz. We'll see you next week. Now, let's go fishing. I'm professional angler Kevin Van Dam, and people always ask me, what's the best and easiest way to catch fish? Well, that's simple. Keep our waterways clean and free of litter. 
You know, tossing your worn out lures in the lake is not a winning move. Pitch them in the trash. Do your part and join me. Visit KeepAmericaFishing.org and pledge to pitch it.